Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. I believe in my powers. I believe in my powers. I believe in the powers of my teammates. I believe in the powers of my teammates. I trust in my powers. I trust in my powers. I trust in the powers of my teammates. I trust in the powers of my teammates. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, a show hosted by two blokes desperately clinging to life before middle age by being stuck in the past where everything was better. I thought you were just going to say, hosted by two blokes desperately clinging to life. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm Tom and with me is Morgan. Hi. Uh, this time I'm heading back to the late 90s for a superhero film like no other. A genuinely hilarious film that deserves to be more loved than it is, in my opinion. I agree. You could see it's a film that was not a hit at the box office, uh, but has gone on to become a cult favourite over time. Perfect two geeks follow. Yeah. It is mm. Mystery Men. Yes. So coming up, uh, how it was originally meant to star Hollywood and TV legend, even shorter than me, <laughs> uh, high tensions between two lead cast members, and how it essentially ended the career of its director. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's honestly it's really good. Oh yeah, it's, really it's a really good film. film. It's a really good film. <clears throat> Before we start, mm. just been to the pub. <laughs> you, yeah. might, you might understand from my voice. Uh, just had a Doom Bar, which if you've listened to previous episodes, mm. it's an acquired taste, and it was this time because <laughs> it tastes. Uh, it must have been bottle of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, because it tasted like vinegar. It was disgusting. You tasted a bit of it. It was yeah, awful. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. And then what did you decide to do? I got us a couple, a couple of whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm like with whiskey. Yeah, not a good idea. But I, I, I loved um, the idea that you, you had a, a doom bar that was, it was bad, it was off. Yeah. But I, I loved the idea that you would go back to the bar and say, "Sorry, I think, I think this doom bar is actually, it's actually <laughs> off," and that bar made from before. She's back somehow, but somehow she's in a t- in a totally different pub. Yeah. She's she's moved locations, but she's there. Yeah. Judging but- being like. I did told say, you, told you. I did say it was an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're like, no, no. But this one is. No, no. It, this, I didn't. No, I this did. one is genuinely like it's uh, off. It's bad. And you're, and she's like, nah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't, uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Anyway, so just so you know, a little bit worse for wear for that reason. But anyway, so for me, Mystery yeah. Men. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those first films that my family owned on DVD. So much like I think I mentioned before, Batman and Robin of all the films. Um, I still remember it looking like incredible when watching it back. Yeah. Even though the film itself was rubbish. Yeah. An- another laughable superhero movie. Yeah. But for different reasons. Yeah. We would just watch it on our small computer monitor at the time and like really simple surround sound speakers. But it just looked... It, it, even if you watched it now, if you put the DVD in now, yeah. it would look like you're watching it on a potato. But at the time it was... It, it just looked so slick. It was... I always remember glass falling on the floor and just be like, <laughs> do, do, oh, the amazing sound of the glass. Do you know what I think you remember? I think you remember that advert that, that was, um, this yeah. is DVD and this is what happens when you watch DVD. <laughs> and it was, it was this advert that was on, ironically, it was on VHSs at the time. Yeah. So it was encouraging you to buy DVDs. So actually, presumably the visuals and the sound were, were no sharper no. because they were on VHS. But it was like, oh yeah, 
um, when when you hear the sound, there were there were there, it'll blow your mind. It, there, there, there were there were like clips of like you know um, like a soundscape, and a guy was like looking all around him in the room because he, he's like, I can't, I can't, where's the sound coming from? I can't believe it. It's blowing my mind. <laughs> like what what? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and like like glass shattering, and people were just like, what is going on? This is a, a truly immersive. I can't experience. I can't explain the experience. <laughs> is what we were feeling at the time. And Mystery Men was very much one of those. This is DVD. And this is what happens when you watch DVD. It's a movie on a disc the size of a CD. The picture is twice as sharp as VHS. The sound is infinitely clearer. It looks and sounds like you're at the movies, but you can experience it at home. Not to mention, you can watch it in widescreen. Pick your language. Choose from many additional features. Watch a movie right on your computer. And rent or buy DVDs created by these great Hollywood studios. DVD. See how good a movie at home can be. And now, choose from hundreds of great DVD titles like these. DVD. Yeah. Um, so it came out in 1999. Mm. Um, what a year for cinema that was. And as such, it, it, I think it just got lost in the noise of everything else that was going on that year in cinema. Famously one of the best years for cinema. Yeah. And it was just, in that period of, it was superhero, superhero films they were starting to gain a bit of traction. Yeah. Uh, Blade, I think, had been out the year before. Yeah. But it was before X-Men. The year before. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously like nine years before the MCU started. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, I mentioned this in the bar before. Yeah. I feel like there's some similarities with The Boys, mm. which I have to admit, I've not quite seen yet, but I already know that in like five or six weeks time, I will, I will have seen it and it's already one of my favorite films. So I, Films, TV shows. I already know. Yeah, it's going to be one of my favorite TV yeah. shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Tom let me in on this little uh, <laughs> nugget in the pub. He was like, "I'm going to draw a comparison." Yeah, between Mystery Men to a TV show I've not seen and The Boys. Yeah, and I was like, "I don't think they are all that similar." And I don't you think were like, so, mate. Well, well to, to be fair, I've not seen The Boys. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, but you've seen bits of The Boys, yeah. Haven't you? And I, as from what I can tell, it's a bunch of non-superheroes, right? Yeah, who are trying to. That there are real superheroes out there, yeah. and they hate them, or they yeah. they think they're rubbish, yeah. and they're trying to go, no, they're they're crap, and they're they're, they're taken over by like commercialism yeah. and all this, yeah. And so the boys are trying to band together to go, um, no, we can do it better, or we'll we'll pick up the the slack or yeah. whatever, yeah, kind of. And that is what Mystery Men is. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's guess, the same storyline. I guess kind of. It's the exact same storyline. And I have there there are articles out there. If you search the boys Mystery Men, other people have written about it. So it's not just me. So I feel like it's a timely time to talk about Mystery Men because The Boys right now is like one of the favourite TV shows on the planet. Yeah. And so yeah, so if you've seen The Boys and you love it, in my opinion, <laughs> track down Mystery Men if you haven't seen it. And I feel like you'll see some similarities. It's nothing like it, but okay. <laughs> no, like, no, yeah, thematically, it's nothing I, yeah, like th it. No, I'm no, sure. no, no, thematically maybe, but tonally. Yeah. I, just, I just don't want people who like love The no, Boys no, no, to be like... it's not the same. Nah, no, nah. But the, 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 the... Yeah, anyway... <laughs> Memories for you, though, for Mystery Men? So, I have seen Mystery Men. You've seen it? I have seen Mystery Men. Good. Um, approximately 52 times. Whoa! Yeah. I love this film. So when I suggested Out of the Blue, because yeah. we didn't plan this one, I just no. suddenly said, I'm doing Mystery Men this week. Planning this podcast. 
are you talking about? <laughs> no, you just yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was I was I was almost I'm almost a little, <laughs> annoyed, a little bit annoyed because I was like, well, I, I should be doing this. I, I would have done. I'm it. A, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed now because you should probably be doing this. No, no, no. Well, I'll 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 let you know at the end if I yeah. should have done. I should have, actually that was yeah, terrible. Yeah, I should have done this. No, so um, l- love it. Um, it w- it was so when I was younger, me and my brother would watch um a, a, a relatively small selection of films over and over and over again. Um, and one of them, I don't know, I don't know why particularly, was, I think it was just like what we, what we had on VHS. I think yeah. we actually had on VHS. One of them was uh, uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, right. A yeah. film I've seen probably about, about 45 times. Fair enough. Um, and the other one was, was Mystery Men. And we watched it on a loop for about two years. I've seen <laughs> it probably more than... Most other films in, so, in in my own personal back catalogue, I've seen a lot. So similar to you know when I talk about Lake House or Serendipity, yeah. If you're really perfectly honest with yourself, yeah. this is probably top five favorite films technically, yeah, because of the amount of times you've j- seen j- it. J- and and weirdly, I've not watched it for a long time, yeah. so this is a great opportunity yeah. to dive back in yeah. and uh, renew my acquaintance yeah, with well, Mystery Man. But I but I have yeah. In terms of films that I genuinely, if I if I want to sit down and enjoy watching, yeah. Probably top five. Oh, okay. Top five. Good. Yeah. Well, call me out if I get things wrong. Or why? Are you, why are you? Hosting, why are you? Hosting? I don't know. This is why I went to plan the fucking <laughs> podcast. Anyway, so if you don't, if you don't know, yeah. Mystery Men, superhero comedy film directed by Kinka Usher in his feature-length directorial debut, and as far as I can tell, his only proper film. Well, which is madness. That is mad. That is madness. What? What a loss. Yeah. To cinema. Uh, written by uh, Neil Cuthbert. Tom Tom thinks we're going to cut this bit out but we're not he's googling now what Neil Cuthbert's done the man behind Hocus Pocus <laughs> okay and yeah that's, great film again it's a very come back. it's come back it's a very timely yeah. time to talk about Disney it Disney Plus yeah, yeah. Uh, with a great ensemble cast which we'll get on to yeah uh, it follows the story of a team of lesser superheroes yeah with unimpressive powers who are required to save the day when it counts According to IMDb, this was the only film Usher directed, right? Otherwise, this, this is Kinka Usher, not not yeah, yeah, not, no, the, um, not the R and B star no. Usher. Yeah, um, Usher. Otherwise, did very. <laughs> you need. To, you're gonna have to refer to him by his full name because otherwise, I'm just gonna, okay, I'm Kinka just gonna Usher. imagine. Yeah, uh, uh, Usher just he, directed mystery. Just out of nowhere, Usher directed Mystery Men. Uh, well, Never uh, again. Well, Usher, but Usher did have a, 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 a like a brief film career. Usher, Usher is in the faculty. Have is he? The, have you seen the faculty? I did at the time. Great film. Usher's in it okay. for some for some reason. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kinker. Um, yeah. There we he go. He did a few TV commercials, yeah. and it was really good at commercials by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> but now, yeah, I think his experience on this put him off doing more films, essentially. Or. He was like, I no, can't better this. I've peaked. Yeah. I have peaked. Uh, but anyway, let's go for a trailer before we get onto it. All right. More, shall we? In a place called Champion City, the forces of good and evil. Captain Amazing. What a surprise. <laughs> are about to collide. So good. Well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. Nemesis. Mystery Men is, is genuinely the, the film that taught me that the plural of nemesis is ne- 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 nemesis. No, it's nemesis. Nemesis. It is nemesis. Oh, wow. okay. hero missing. Captain Amazing is in danger. Kaboom. Who will step forward? You again. Wannabes. To answer the call of justice. Don't mess with the volcano, my man. Because I will go Pompeii on your 
but we'll get onto the onto the cast. Yeah, this is Ben Stiller's best film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They've been waiting for this moment. The city's in peril, Lucille. <gasps> All of their lives. Butch needs his vest back. Well, it's my vest too. I bought it for him. And William H Macy's, I'd say. <laughs> I'm a superhero too. What's his power? Excuse me. They're going to need all the help they can get. You got to find a lot of superheroes really quickly. State your name and power. PMS Avenger. I only work four days a month. I think I discovered what periods were watching this film from that scene. Very educational. Yeah. What's up, man? Am I too late to try out? Sorry. And we discovered Smash Mouth with this film, which is... Right, yeah. we'll get on to this. Yeah. When, I mean, uh, Smash Mouth All-Star, yeah. uh, sort of late 90s, early noughties yeah. classic, most people associate it with Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. For me, no, mi- Mystery, mystery Men. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't work for me. A new league of heroes that step to a different beat. Well, I am a ticking time bomb of fury. <laughs> I don't find you threatening at all. <laughs> your classic heroes we're the other guys mystery men i'm invisible can you see me yes wow maybe you should put some shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today a perfect movie brilliant brilliant so set in champion city the amateur superhero team of mr furious the shoveler and the Blue Raja attempt to make a name for themselves, but their inexperience, infighting, and dubious abilities generally result in defeat and frustration. Mm. Uh, while trying to stop a robbery in progress, they are upstaged by the city's powerful and arrogant superhero, Captain Amazing. Mm. However, Amazing's crime-fighting prowess has practically made his job obsolete without any worthy adversaries or adversaries. Uh, most are either dead, in exile, or in jail. Uh, his corporate sponsors are beginning to withdraw support. So Captain Amazing appears. He's got like, it's like a NASCAR racer. He's got like all the, the sponsors, like badges and stickers on his on his superhero outfit. As much as I hate to agree with you. Oh. Um, that That's a good point. The, the whole commercialization yeah, yeah. of superhero-ism. Yeah. That is kind of... I'm telling you. Shut up. You've not even seen the boys. You don't know. <laughs> shut up. I, I'm, tell, I'm telling you. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Ben. So to create a need for his services, Amazing uses his alter ego, billionaire lawyer Lance Hunt, mm. to argue for the release of his nemesis, supervillain Casanova Frankenstein from an insane asylum. Yeah. So he's like, I got like my sponsors are pulling out. I need to beat someone. Yeah. How about I just sort of let him out and Un- then I can take him out again? Unleash my arch nemesis. Yeah. yeah. You know, tooth decay and gingivitis can be a crime. That's why I use mighty whitey toothpaste. Because I want. I mean, we'll get on to Greg Kinnear, but his finest role as well. It's. I'm going to bring this up again. It's 150 bucks a piece. We each chip in. My cousin knows this guy who knows a publicist. What are we going to publicize, Roy? The fact that we get our butts kicked a lot? Well, maybe if you didn't smack me in the face with a shovel every time we went out, right, you'd have some now, more wins to brag about. I'm sorry about that. I just have a tendency to lose my concentration when I've got a salad fork stuck in my rear end. Oh, oh, I get it. So your shovel in his face is my fault. You threw a spoon at the guy, Jeff. And what was up with that? 
that. I, I thought it was a fork. You're the master of cutlery. You can't throw a knife sometimes. No, I can't. Oh, you, oh, you can't uh, use a rake sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm the shovel. Well, I'm the blue raja. I'm not stab man. I'm not <laughs> knifey boy. I'm the blue raja. Yeah, really annoying. Thing. Well, I mean, you could get a little bit of blue in the uniform somewhere. <laughs> it's like really. got green. There's like a little flowery thing happening, but there's like everything but. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <You could> just <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense. Just one moment. Hey, ooh, look what I'm doing. Look at that. I'm putting 150 right on the table. Who's in with me? Huh? I didn't have 150. Now do I? If I did, I would plunder my mother's silverware. It's a waste of money. You know who doesn't think it's a waste of money? Little Mr. Captain Amazing. Well, Captain, um, if we had a billionaire like Lance Hunt as our benefactor, yeah, we could spend 150. The best joke in the film coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, don't uh, start that again. Lance Hunt wears glasses. <laughs> Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. He takes them off and he transforms. That doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> I always remember that line. Really stupid, but brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, because it's the ultimate Clark Kent thing. Yeah. Taking a piss out of that. It's like, because Clark Kent always is exactly the same. Just put yeah. glasses on and Nova's like, oh, who's that? And yeah. <laughs> who's that? Yeah, it shows him up. Brilliant. <laughs> About time someone called him Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. So. The plan backfires. Uh, once released and reunited with his henchmen, Tony P and his disco boys, Casanova Frankenstein blows up the assailant, easily outwits and captures Amazing, and prepares to unleash the Psycho-Franculator, which lethally bends reality on the city. On a stakeout of Casanova Frankenstein's mansion, Mr. Furious observes Amazing's capture and informs his team. After an unacceptable rescue attempt, the three realise that they need more allies. Did you say an unacceptable rescue attempt? <laughs> it was meant to be unacceptable. Well, we'll listen back later and see what I said. Well, I mean, that time you just said unacceptable. <laughs> Unsuccessful. 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 Unacceptable. I've made up a word. You got the bloody shot. It's your fault. Not, not for the first time. You've made up a word. Through word of mouth and auditions, they recruit Invisible Boy, the Spleen and the Bowler. Oh, bugger all, it's the spleen. Oh, but play dead. Who's that? Turn, turn your head, don't say anything. <laughs> now, I've never seen Pee Wee Herman. Nor me. But here's Paul Rubens, in my opinion, in his finest role. <laughs> this film is everybody's... Anyone who's in it, it yeah. is automatically their, their, best be, their best role. Yeah. Hey, fellas. We're down in Swedish looking for superheroes. Uh-oh. And as a... I guess I was how old? Like... Um, 13. Yeah. The spleen, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. His superpower is farting. For those in, yeah, yeah. who are not aware, is farting. Yeah. Enjoy. Why you guys are ditching me? It hurts my feelings. I'm a superhero too. I have powers. Really? Oh, like what? Ooh. So glad you asked. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, it all started when I was just 13 years of age. One day, while walking with some friends, I accidentally cut the teeth. Well, in my adolescent awkwardness, I blamed it on an old gypsy woman who happened to be passing by. Big mistake! The gypsy woman placed a curse upon my head. Because I'd smelt it, she decreed I would forevermore be he who dealt it! Let me illustrate. No, you don't have to. It's it not necessary, it. really. <laughs> Let's see. Distance? Seven meters. Airspeed normal? 
compensate for air conditioning. Don't get enough toilet humor anymore, do you, in cinema? It just doesn't happen. Don't do it. Oh, dear God. S B Silent, but deadly. That's good. I mean, if it wasn't obvious, he was farting and it, it, it knocked out a lot of people. But hilarious to a 13-year-old boy. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And to a 35-year-old man. Oh, yeah, still to yeah. this day. Yeah. yeah. So the emboldened team ambushed Casanova's limousine but merely succeeded in annoying him. While drunk from celebrating their victory, the team is nearly killed in retaliation by Tony P and the Disco Boys. They are saved by the Sphinx, an enigmatic superhero, very mysterious who agrees to train them. The Sphinx's unconventional team-building exercise and uh, his general rhetoric annoy Mr. Furious, who quits the group, but the others flourish under his tutelage. I can't believe the words you've since nailed. Like, like tutelage <laughs> was fine, but unsuccessful. <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were successful in, in, yeah, saying, in saying... Very successful. You were very successful yeah. in saying tutelage, yeah. but, but, uh, but unsuccessful in saying unsuccessful. Knowing that they will still be outgunned. Just carrying on. The the group seek out Doc Heller, who specializes in non-lethal weaponry to equip them for their battle. Furious, encouraged by his new girlfriend, Monica, rejoins the team. The team break into Casanova's mansion during a summit of several of the city's gangs, but while attempting... Right. Oh. So I just... This is so strange. What? How you you managed to just say, summit of several of the city's gangs. (laughs) Again, fine. Absolutely fine. You were totally accessible with that. If I'm concentrating well enough... If you concentrate real good, yeah. you can you you just tap into that excess. <laughs> but while attempting to free Captain Amazing, they inadvertently set off the psycho fraculator and kill him. Mm. Whoops. Anyone still following the plot? Not seen this movie? <laughs> I don't really matter. I'm just getting uh, through it. A classic hey, Tom Eames plot recap. <laughs> hey, morons. Over here. It's Captain Amazing. We've been looking for you. Yeah, there's a light switch behind you there. Turn it on. Ooh. Nine, nine, nine. Well, well, well we, we meet again, eh, Captain? We're here to rescue you. Yeah. And Blue Rajon, you call me so? Master Sulu, eh? You told me to keep up good work after the, the red eye skirmish. Yeah, I meet so many people in, in this business, but I, I think I think so. Oh, yes, could you two locate the master ignition switch over there in the main console? Maybe you could open that up. I'd be out of here. Two shakes for that tail, Captain. Frightfully uncomfortable. Great. How's this work? Oh, I see one of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you gotta like push this thing in, I think, and twist it. Don't force it, don't force She's it. She's right, my little friend. This contraption is, in fact, a weapon of mass destruction. Casanova plans to turn it against the city tonight at midnight. Hey, something's happening. Something's happening. Okay, very good. Now, on the wall to your left, you should see two toggles side by side. Oh, oh, toggles? What do you mean toggles? You're talking about switches? I see them, Captain. Thank you. Flip the first toggle. Flipping. Excellent work. Now flip. Jolly good work, team. Jolly good. Could you just, just over there, please? Of course. Sorry. Now flip the second toggle. He says, Captain, I'm just going to ask you directly. Do you know billionaire Lance Hunt? It's me. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I've always wanted to do that. What's next? I just told you, flip the second toggle. Again? What do you mean? 
flip the toggle twice? No, 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 don't, don't do that. Just flip it again now, one time, flip it. Does he understand what I'm asking? <laughs> Captain, exactly how many toggle flips in Toto are involved in this entire procedure? I just, it's seven. Seven? Flip it! Seven? Hold the phone, everybody, hold the phone. You phrased that incorrectly. We need to know how many yeah. toggle flips are needed, not counting the gratuitous toggle flip you may have asked for in a moment of panic. Flip it! Okay, you know what, you know what, can we just start again? Is there some sort of like reset button on this thing? No, you little freak, there's no button for reset. <laughs> you little freak. Don't stare at me, lift your left arm, flip it, you moron! Whoa, you're a moron! Ah, you're a moron! Oh, oh, flip you're the switch, flip it! That's not cool. Thank you. I will do it, I'll flip do it. Flip the switch, lady! Oh, no, Don't look at me like that. It's this long, it's yeah! Uh-oh. Wrong switch. Everybody heard me say reset button, right? So with that amazing, the shoveler delivers a pep talk that succeeds in uniting and inspiring them. And with new resolve, the team assaults the mansion again, this time through a mix of surprise teamwork maximizing their quasi-superpowers and Hella's quirky weapons. They subdue Casanova Frankenstein's henchmen. Uh, but Frank's... <laughs> I'm doing so well. But Frankenstein holds Monica hostage and activates the psychofranculator, which begins to wreak havoc upon the city. While the team works to disable the device, Mr. Furious takes on Casanova, unleashes his inner rage, and fights effectively for the first time, finally proving that he is a superhero. What are you doing? They must have ripped the Q section out of my dictionary, because I don't know the meaning of the word quit. Inputs. I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah, Casanova thrown into the core of his psycho franculator and killed by its reality bending powers. The rest of the team helps the bowler to destroy the device and escape the mansion as it implodes. The team is swarmed by reporters who want to know the group's name as they argue possible names among themselves. One reporter says, well, whatever you may call them, Champion City will forever owe a debt of gratitude to these mystery men. But the others are too busy arguing to to hear that. So, but in general speaking, general speaking, G- general speaking, you, you loved it as a kid. Well, I say a kid, we were early teens at the time, but still loved it. Counts, it? Loved it. Still love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So amazing cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know, Ben Stiller mm. as Roy or Mister Furious, superhero whose power is his rage. Um, I've got to say, never been a massive Ben Stiller fan myself. Nor me. 
Um, and didn't like the Meet the Parents films. I, it's something about Mary's all right in it. I just never really warmed to him as, a, as an actor. Never chimed with Stiller. Um, no. But this is great. He's great, great in it. This. He's great in it. Really, yeah. really good in it. Genuinely his best role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hank Azaria. Yeah. As uh, Jeffrey or the Blue Raja, a superhero who uses cutlery, but never knives with great accuracy. Blue Raja. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's not, I don't feel like, I, I don't want to be impolite, but I don't feel like there's like a huge <laughs> Hank uh, amount, of, amount of competition for like the best Hank Azaria film. I mean, film. great in Friends. Great. As great, is Ben Stiller, which we'll get on to in a minute. Great in Friends. Um, yeah, yeah, great in Friends. Phoebe should have ended up with David. He should have done. Yeah. Um, and also, do you remember when he was in like Godzilla as kind of a sexy guy? Do you remember? He was trying to be a bit of a... He's like a photographer guy yeah, or something. Yeah, but he's yeah. quite buff in a weird way. He's sort of <laughs> from New York and he's a bit more yeah. like of a he's guy. A bit, he's a bit sexy. Yeah. He's a bit sexy yeah. in that. Yeah. That was his one time to try yeah. and like, you know, be that kind of character. 98's Godzilla is definitely future episode. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Broderick, Azaria. <laughs> All your favourites are in it. Jean Renault, weirdly. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great bit in that. Where, again, as a kid, yeah. I thought it was a great... I remember watching the trailer for Godzilla and there's a bit where Godzilla's coming. Yeah. And uh, they're all like, oh shit, Godzilla's coming. Someone goes, what should we do now? Jean Renault goes, running would be a good idea. <laughs> and I was at the time I was like, Brilliant. one of the greatest lines in cinema history. Brilliant. Well done, Jean Renault. Uh, William H. Macy as Eddie or the shoveler. Yeah, with... with a unique haircut. Yeah. Where I'm like, I mean, if you haven't seen the film, Google it. I'm like, how did how did he get that? It's so severe. How did he get how did he get that haircut? Very impressive. Very impressive. He's a quarry worker turned superhero. He's a what? A quarry. Trying to say that. Quarry yeah. worker. A quarry worker. Oh, well done. He's a quarry worker. Good for you. <laughs> I was really successful in, in saying a quarry, quarry worker. I can't do it. A quarry worker. I can't do it. A quarry worker. There I have go. to put a gap in. Yeah. Boy worker. No, <laughs> no, just give, move on. He's that turned superhero who wields a shovel as a weapon. I mean, that's that's all it is. He just has a shovel. That's, yeah. He just beats the crap out of people with a shovel. shovel. Uh, Janine Garofalo as Carol or the bowler, yeah. a superhero whose crystal bowling ball contains the skull of a dead father, Carmine the bowler, who died fighting the Disco Boys. Um, what's she best known for? Is is indie films, indie comedies, and things, and Mystery Men, and Twenty Four. She was in. 24. Oh yeah, she was in Twenty Four. Yeah, bit. she was great in that. Yeah, Janice. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Greg Kinnear as Lance Hunt slash Captain Amazing, Champion Cities local superhero. Yeah, great. Greg Kinnear, Greg Kinnear is great. I love Greg Kinnear. I'm always happy to see Greg Kinnear in things. Yeah. But there's also, you know, you know that thing of um, celebrities read mean tweets. Like yeah. Jimmy Kimmel or, or something. And there's one that uh, Greg Kinnear reads, and it's. It's Greg Kinnear stars in No One Gives a Fuck or something, or it's something along those lines. Like No One Gives a Fuck ever, and it's like I feel bad for Greg Kinnear because I love Greg Kinnear. I'm Look, always happy to I'm always happy to see him in stuff, but no one's ever like, when's the new Greg Kinnear movie? Coming? Well, one day we'll do We've Got Mail and we'll talk about Greg Kinnear. Great in that, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. For 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 that one guy who keeps asking us yeah. to to do You've Got Mail, yeah. You've Got Mail on Facebook. We will do it and we'll talk about Greg Kinnear at length. Uh, Kel Mitchell as Invisible Boy yeah. superhero can only become invisible if nobody's looking one of, if they, think about that one it's one of Kel's greatest ever roles yeah his other great role of course being Kel didn't need Keenan for this one no, no. struck out by himself yeah great really great well. in it really good uh, Paul Rubens as we say is the spleen whose uh, flatulence makes others faint um, Pee Wee Herman was a few years before this wasn't it it was like 10 quite, years quite, quite, quite some time before it. Um, so it was good for him to 
Just try something else. Make, making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Rush as uh, Casanova Frankenstein, a criminal yeah. genius. Yeah. Um, in his first ever role in Hollywood, like a proper what? Yeah, apparently in terms of Hollywood, is it, is it Jeffrey Rush's first ever <laughs> yeah, role in terms of like Hollywood proper film. Yeah, his first one. You know, like Alan Rickman did nothing before Die Hard. <laughs> he had, but in terms of films, yeah. he hadn't done a film since. And Casanova Frankenstein that was his first. Is as iconic yeah. a screen antagonist yeah. as yeah. as Hans Gruber and great. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. Really good. Uh, Wes Studi as the Sphinx, a uh, mysterious superhero who uses mind to cut firearms in half. Uh, Claire Falani as Monica, the waitress who's Roy's love interest. Now, she was very of that era, wasn't she? Very, she ni- very, 90s. Ni- very 90s. But I Claire feel like as soon as 2000 happened, where has she gone? I, I think, she must be doing things. I think Claire Falani was so 90s that she just evaporated when yeah. the moment the clock struck, the moment Big Ben <laughs> yeah. struck yeah, January the first, yeah. two thousand. Claire Forlani uh, just somehow like dissipated. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Claire Forlani as a concept. Uh, Doc Keller, the mad scientist, played by Tom, Tom Waits, Waits of all people. Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, good. He's good, he's good in it. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, and Tony P, the leader of Disco Boys. Yeah. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Is brilliant in this yeah, movie. She, yeah. Absolutely brilliant, and I'll tell you for why. Okay. Eddie Izzard takes it. Deadly seriously. Deadly yeah. serious. Yeah. Deadly serious. Really and, and and there, and there are lots of great line deliveries yeah. in Mystery Men. Loads of them. But two of my favourites come from Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Um, oh, one is uh, when it, they're, they're both exchanges with with Jeffrey Rush's Casanova Frankenstein, uh, where he says uh, Casanova says uh, they say that disco is dead. And Eddie Hizard says, Disco is not dead. Disco is life. <laughs> really, but really, 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 really into it. Really into it. You've locked up for 20 years, Casanova. A lot of things have changed since then. It must have been hard for you, Tony, the way times and styles have changed. Do you hear the people saying that disco is dead? Disco is not dead. Disco is life. Yes, Tony, that is the passion. I remember. And then the other best line delivery is almost like the the flip side of that, where it's so deadpan, and I don't know why I find it so hilarious. But there's there's a there's a bit where um, Casanova is talking about I think the Mystery Men, and he says um, the vermin are back, and Eddie is like goes vermin should be exterminated, Casanova, <laughs> and it's so it's it's sort why of did you say it like that? It's sort of badly delivered, yeah, but but iconic yeah. in, in its own way. Vermin should be exterminated, <laughs> Casanova. And it's like sassy and brilliant. Eddie Ozard is brilliant in this movie right. and I won't hear anything different. Um, I don't think anyone's saying against it. Uh, <laughs> no one's saying anything about it. No one No one is discussing. There is no discourse the quality around of Eddie <laughs> the quality of Eddie Ozard's acting in Mystery Men. But I'm putting it out there, great in it. Yeah. Some vermin are back. Vermin should be exterminated, Casanova. You know how certain lines weren't, you know, they, they're just the ones you remember from films, like yeah. that one. Yeah. It's, for me, it's the bit where William H. Macy, um, when they come against the Disco Boys, and they're wear, they're, they've got like um, uh, like wrenches as weapons. Yeah. And he goes, who are you meant to be, the Disco Plumber? <laughs> and it's like a throwaway line. And just makes me laugh every yeah. time I think about it. Yeah. Who are you meant to be, the Disco Plumber? Well, Big mistake coming to Casanova's place. <laughs> 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 What's so funny? Uh, that's it? That's your power? You have guns? 
Couldn't you be a little more creative than that? Do, do forgive the impertinence, Governor, but what the devil does a pistol have to do with disco? Weak at best. Check out the guy with the pipe. What are you, the disco plumber? <laughs> so let's go back to the making of the Mystery Men, the actual interesting bit of this episode. So in 1997... Everyone's like, thank God, because so far it's been dire. <laughs> I never know whether I'm going to include the plot points in the episodes that I do, but yeah. it's part of the fun. I think it's it Got to get through the, the slog of, uh, of that. Anyway, 1997, Mike Richardson, publisher of Dark Horse Comics, mm. pitched the Mystery Men concepts to yeah. producers Larry Gordon and Lloyd Levin at Universal. Mike Richardson, your Richardson, everyone's Richardson. <laughs> Very good. It was loosely based on the uh, Flaming Carrot comics. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, Obviously, I haven't, but you might have done. I, I, it rings a bell. Yeah. Rings a bell. Rings a carrot. Uh, it's an American superhero comic book created by Bob Burden, featuring the absurd, surreal adventure of the title character, Flaming Carrot. The series first appeared in Visions number one, a magazine size comic book publication. Uh, Flaming Carrot chronicled the further adventures of the strangest man alive, right? <laughs> right. All right. Levin said, Bob Burden, ha at the core of his work is something that's thematically so identifiable. I think there is an almost childlike persistence of all his characters. And they ultimately hold onto the conviction that with courage and sacrifice, they can become what they dream. The film was announced in mid-97, uh, along with a raft of comic book adaptations at the time, which hadn't been made, including Blade. And then, did these films happen? You'll know. I'll tell you. Virus? Maybe. Superman Lives, I know that didn't, didn't happen. That was Nicolas Cage. Nicolas uh, Cage, yeah. Tim Burton. X-Men obviously happened. Yeah. Fantastic Four eventually happened. Yeah. The Hulk eventually happened. Eventually. Captain America, that didn't happen then. That was ages of, you know. The Submariner? Submar <laughs> Submariner. 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 Oh. No, although um, will appear in uh, Black Panther Wakanda. Oh, forever. really? Yeah. Oh. The character's in it. Okay. Namor. Iron Man eventually happened. Daredevil eventually happened. Yeah. Silver Surfer did not happen. Did not happen. Although kind of did with the Fantastic Four or whatever. Hellboy eventually happened. Eventually happened. Concrete. Don't think that happened. Green Hornets it kind of did eventually. Seth Rogen, yeah. And 26 other titles. They just didn't bother reading them off. Because they, they, were, they, were, they were less notable than Concrete. Yeah. <laughs> What's Concrete? Concrete. What's that? Uh, someone, someone's going to be like, uh, I think you're fine. My favourite character is yeah. Concrete. Yeah. If your favourite character is Concrete... Good for, uh, you. Two Geeks <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Two Geeks cast uh, on all the social media channels. Yeah, let uh, us know. Podcast at twogeekstbears.com. Why should concrete still be made? Why should we do an episode about concrete? Yeah. So that autumn, Danny DeVito was in talks, right? For what role? For a $13 million deal to both star and direct. But negotiations broke down over who would produce the soundtrack. <laughs> but why was that the theme that what? crumbled? What? <laughs> I, I need it to be Bush. Bush needs to do the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it was a big deal for me. Um, I really wanted it. So I walked away from the project. <laughs> what? He was like, I, um, unless, unless Mystery Man is I made Bush. exactly to my specimen. <laughs> but no. instead I got Hole and I didn't want Hole. <laughs> no. You, you either want a Bush. <laughs> exactly. You either want Bush or Hole. <laughs> what the other? Rarely do you want both. Um... <laughs> So, so yeah, so DeVito was like, I care about this so much that I can't bear it no. to be made yeah. in any way that's not exactly to my specifications. All right. Yeah. Uh, ben Stiller was then approached to rewrite and uh, direct, but he turned it down as well. 
I decided I didn't want to do it, he explained, because it was just too much. It was a huge movie I'd be taking on. Just didn't want to do it. So commercial director Kinka Usher was signed in April 98 to direct. Usher, Usher. He had won awards for the Got Milk commercials and the Taco Bell Chihuahua campaigns. I'm sure that means something to someone. He, oh, so he, he, he was, he's the Got Milk guy? I guess so. Wow, yeah. like get me the Got Milk guy. Yeah, yeah of all the people, yeah. see those Got Milk de- uh, adverts? Yeah. He's the one I want. That guy. Yeah. He had been approached for other films, but he was discouraged when he saw the scripts for Mr. Men. I thought it was boring, he said. However, the premise was great. He continued, most of the movies made by commercial directors are heavy on visuals and thin on content. I don't want to be part of that. I was very cognizant of showing that I know how to work with character. Cognizant, you nailed. And uh, I, I struggled. I looked at it for a second. Yeah, there was a moment. Was that- this will be lost. This will be lost in a podcast. There was a there was a, <laughs> a brief flicker. I saw the fear in Tom's eyes when he saw cognizant, and he was like, "Is that it?" And then he absolutely got to go for it. Fucking nailed it. Garofalo signed on and, and persuaded Stiller to appear in the film. Uh, I met Kinker, and he was nice and funny, and the money was good, so I decided to do it. She said. I had to twist Ben's arm because he's always so busy. So it's Garofalo that got Ben involved. Yeah, it's really not doing you any favours that Janine Garof- Garofalo... That's a, hard, that's a hard name hard to say. Name to say. Still was originally offered the Blue Raja role, uh, but he was not interested in playing what he called a nerdy guy again. After what? What did he do? Something about Mary? Something about Mary, yeah. Uh, the minute you start doing the same thing in comedy, people go, oh, I've seen that, he said. He took the role of Mr. Furious, but explained in the original script, he was just angry all the time. But I thought, that'd be boring. So one of the changes I made is that he had the least power. Like, if we're a band, I'm the guy who started the band, but is also the least talented. So like Brian Jones and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it was all down to him, but yeah. after a few years, like, yeah, but he's definitely... We've, we've moved on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Rush was cast in, as I said, already said, his first Hollywood film, right? Can't believe it. I know. Followed by Azaria, Rubens, Falani, and Macy. There wasn't really much information about the casting. Uh, and then Kinnear and Izard as well. Others in consideration for roles, but annoyingly doesn't say what roles. We can only speculate. Let's speculate. Ving Rames. Ving Rames? Yeah. Right. I was like, right, it'll be it'll be fairly okay. We, we don't know exact no, and no, I was like, we don't know exactly <laughs> what, what roles that they would have been up for, but we can kind of guess. What role would Ving Rames have been up for? I don't know. Eddie Izzard, maybe? He'd have been good at that. Would he? The shoveler? Yeah, I, I, I guess sort of... Dead he, 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 would, he would have been equally good at good and Shoveling. bad at all of them, I yeah, guess. I know. It's, it's so offbeat that I'm like, yeah, I guess. I guess he could have done that. And the other one was uh, Vince Vaughn. So maybe that was the I can best see, of the role, maybe. Or, or, or I can see Casanova. him... Or, I can see him as the shoveler. Yeah. You know, that sort of Again, dead, dead no, any of them. Yeah, Vince yeah. Vaughn. The range of that man. <laughs> Ruben said... I like the idea. I hadn't seen it before. I love the cast that was assembled um, by the time I came into it and thought the script was fun, smart and goofy. And regarding his character, he said, I felt like I was playing the character as kind of slow when I saw the movie. It didn't seem like that at all. Don't know what that says. I, I, <laughs> I love that way he said, I don't know what that says. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. Are you sl- slow? Oh, I didn't think of it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just meant literally slow. Poor, poor Rubens. Poor Rubens, come on. According to Stiller, the script was fluid. Uh, the script was being reworked all the time by everybody. <laughs> fluid is a nice way of saying it didn't have a, f- yeah. a script. It didn't have a, f- it didn't have a script. Uh, everybody kind of wanted to personalise their part and try to make it as funny as possible. So uh, the idea we had going in to just have everyone kind of get together and try to make it as funny as we could, especially in the context of a big action special effects type movie. 
You know, a lot of the time what gets lost is these specific character stuff and the small moments that really have to work the whole thing to work. Uh, so that's what we're concentrating on as much as possible. And it's good if everyone's on board with that. And I think Hank, myself and Paul and, and Janine are probably the most involved in that process for our characters. We're used to working that way. So I think they're used to being a bit more, uh, what's fluid. the word? Fluid. Yeah. Um, Improvisational. Yes, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Thank you. Uh, and I guess that, I guess it worked for them. Yeah. Usher said, we did a lot of unscripted stuff. Yeah. I let Ben and Janine go. They were totally free. Usher said he wanted the film to look flat like a comic book. I tried to capture that alternate reality but keep the edgy humour. This film this film looks a little flat, Kinga. <laughs> yeah, it was my intention. Oh yeah, I needed a little flat. Like, like a, a comic, comic book. book. Yeah. yeah. So shooting began in October 98 in Los Angeles and was completed the following April. I thought it would be quick but it ended up being the sixth month shoot still I said. So you can sort of see the st- <laughs> as each quote comes in it's like yeah, I just thought it was going to be better and easier. Now. Was gonna... It all paid off. Yeah. All paid off. Well, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like it, but <laughs> did anyone else? That's the thing. We'll find out. Bob Burden was on the set for some of the shoot, the creator, answering questions that came up about his creations. Uh, there were times where we were kind of stumped in a scene and we asked him what he thought. Levin said, the great thing about him is that 10 minutes later, we get 30 pages in the fax machine with probably 29 pages filled with the lousiest ideas that you've ever read, but that one page of pure genius. Gold. Yeah. The original ending was unpopular with test audiences, so Usher shot a new one with what he called a big cheer finish. So, I don't know what they had originally, just, just everyone, everyone died. died. Like Blake Seven. Was yeah. Just, yeah, horrible. Uh, Universal delayed the film's release one week to avoid competing with the opening of The Blair Witch Project. Right, yeah, so, probably a probably smart, smart decision. However... <laughs> In its opening weekend, yeah. it grossed $10 million, ranking number sixth at the US box office. Number sixth. By the end of its run, a couple of weeks later, yeah. <laughs> it grossed just $29 million domestically and only th- like under $4 million internationally, a worldwide total of just $33 million. Oh, that's got to be and less than its budget. $68 million was its budget. Half a half. Is that less than half? Give or take. Half. So very much a box office bomb. A flop. Such a shame. It's a great film. It must have made it though. Like I didn't. Do you see it at the cinema? No, I didn't see it at the cinema. I did see it on DVD. I saw it on VHS. I reckon it's probably made it made its money back over time. Over time, it's taken twenty odd years. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, did do it. We're, and we're doing our bit now. It hasn't quite hit hit budget yet. Nah. Go and watch Mystery Men. Go buy Mystery Men. Some you know on streaming or whatever. Yeah. Help it hit that budget. Yeah. The sweet sweet budget. Do you want fax smash? Oh, even though it's fax smash in a while. Yeah. Fax smash. Fax smash. 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 So if you're wondering what Tom Waits' odd hand gestures were in the film, were you wondering about that? I was just wondering what Tom Waits is doing in this film. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if you're wondering why Tom Waits is in this movie, but yeah. Um, so he had a lot of odd, odd hand, if you watch it back, he's doing stuff with his yeah. hands. It's a result of him writing his dialogue on his fingers <laughs> and reading the words as he went along. Didn't know that, brilliant. <laughs> so, so he's constantly like, kind of like doing a lot of stuff with his fingers yeah, like, and looking at it, yeah. 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 Staring at it. According to the DVD commentary, the scene where the spleen accidentally ignites a blast of flatulence standing by a barrel with a fire in it was a happy accident. Apparently, a crew member had tossed a plastic lighter in the barrel. It happened to explode, a small explosion, but explosion nonetheless. Um, the reactions that were followed were created after the fact, capitalizing on the moment caught in film. So it was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoops. That was, the best, that was the best bit in the movie, you didn't yeah. plan it. Yeah. yeah. In a 2011 interview with the AV Club, Hank Azaria claimed that during production, Kinka Usher declared, 
oh, I'm going back to commercials when this is done. <laughs> I've had enough. I'd much rather do my cool little one minute shorts and make uh, that I make than deal with all this nonsense. <laughs> so wow. he just, yeah. He'd had enough. No. One minute shorts. Work with all these prima donnas and, yeah. uh, you know, all, all the faff that comes with it. No. Uh, Invisible Boy is the only member of the team who has no comic book counterpart. In fact, he was made up as a joke by drunken Bob Burden. Uh, the filmmakers loved the idea and just added him to the script. Maybe he is in the comic, but you just don't you see just him. just can't see him. Yeah. yeah. According to Ben Stiller, in an interview with uh, David Letterman, he and Greg Kinnear got into a heated argument on the set. Afterwards, Stiller tried to be released from the film. So they had a massive fight. Jesus. And Stiller was like, um, nah, I'm done. This is, I'm, yeah. fu- I'm furious. Why was, <laughs> I'm Mr. Furious. Yeah. Why was that not filmed? I love the idea of Kinnear versus Stiller. Like the ultimate 90s action like uh, fast. It'd be amazing. Picturing like face-off yeah. with Kinnear and Stiller. <laughs> Be amazing. I sort of can't imagine either of them getting like really angry. Kinnear was in Friends as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he, what was he? He was um, Ross's love rival. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Everyone just was Janine Groffalo in Friends at any point. I feel like she should have been if I, she wasn't. It, I don't think she was, but really feels How like she should have been. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's it. <laughs> that's it for Fact Smash. That's it. And for the fa- episode. Yeah. Uh, a short but sweet look back and in my opinion an underrated comedy yeah. from the 90s thoughts well one thing you've not addressed okay I thought you might bring it up when you were talking about do it now um, do it now when you were talking about Cass yeah. is the Michael Bay cameo oh yeah no yeah I did I was like does anyone care yes I care bring it up let's talk about good. it good yeah good Michael Bay does a cameo yeah so, was this before... So you obviously done a few films at this point. He, he was Michael Bay at this point. Oh, okay. Michael Bay. Right, yeah. He's definitely Michael Bay. So there's there's a there's a scene where Casanova Frankenstein is kind of, um, you know, he, he's, he's causing chaos across Champion City and he's uniting all these gangs. And one of these gangs is sort of like a like a, like a a frat pack yeah. type type gang. Not 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 frat pack, meaning like the Ben Stiller... Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn uh, yeah. uh, movie oeuvre. I mean, literally, they're like, they're like a fraternity. Um, and they're led by one uh, sort of slightly too old to be a, a frat yeah. guy, frat guy, played by Michael Bay. For some... For, why? Like, why? No one would know who he was. No, why? I didn't realise for years it was Michael yeah. Bay. Why is it Michael Bay? What's the backstory behind that? You should have told me that, you haven't. Um, <laughs> Going to try and find it out now. Why is Michael Bay a mystery man? Live Googling. Yeah. Well, why I've... Discovered the first of Googling. Um, he wasn't very good in it. <laughs> well, we'll come back to that, but carry on. Um, this is him talking about it later, many years later. Uh, Jeffrey Rush started improvising and I said my line at the wrong point and then I go, cut, I fuck that up. And then Usher was shooting me with this wide thing in front of my nostrils and I was like, you cannot put me on film with that piece of shit lens. So, you know, always on, always on. But what, I, I guess he was just mates with the production team and that's just, that's just how he appeared. And... Who knows? But, and you should insert uh, this clip in at this point. Okay. Um, Michael Bay, so along, along with uh, Vermin should be exterminated Casanova, yeah. one of my other favourite line deliveries moments in Mystery Men comes via, via Michael Bay where uh, Casanova Frankenstein is like saying something along the lines of, right, okay, okay, we've had this meeting and now we all, move on to this next room. And uh, uh, Michael Bay's character, being like the leader of this evil frat gang, he's got beers, and he says, dude, can we uh, bring the brewskis? <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey Rush says, 
Yes, of course. You may absolutely bring the brewskis. One of the greatest... But what weird line to include. But one of the greatest line deliveries. Yeah. But, but both the, the whole dynamic there. Yeah. Brilliant. Can That's we, probably line he meant. Can we bring the brewskis? Yeah. Yes, of course. You may absolutely bring the brewskis. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. One of my, my okay. favourite lines, one of my brother's favourite lines from Mystery Man. Brilliant. That, that oh. little moment, yeah. Dude, can we uh, bring the brewskis? Yes, of course. You may absolutely bring the brewskis. Yeah! Do you think there's any hope of any kind of sequel or remake or anything with Mystery Men, especially with the boys doing so well at the TV sphere? Still still banging that drum, yeah. but it's exactly... I, do you know what? Even though you're basing it on nothing, given that you've never seen the boys, I will admit that... I think I'm right. I, th- I reckon I'll watch this back and go, yeah. I, I think you've stumbled across something. <laughs> stumbled. Unintentionally. I think you've been successful in doing so. Successful. Um, because I do think, actually, what I, watching um, clips back of Mystery Men where the scene, you know, scenes of, um, of Captain Amazing taking part in commercials, he is, he is kind of like Mystery Men's version of Homelander. Okay. You, you don't know who that is. Nah. You'll find out. All right. And you'll be like, fuck you're me. Right. Fuck yeah. me. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm right. Yeah. We're all right. Yeah. Is it? yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, we did a, uh, a shout out to people, obviously, saying we're doing Mystery Men. We had a few comments. Uh, Howard said, Kel Mitchell as Invisible Boy was the most touching of the characters. As a Gen X person, I really identified with his feelings of aband- abandonment. So, in a, in a, in a, Thoughts and feelings of this this film. There's there's more to it than me. There, there's there's nuance. nuance. There is nuance. Absolute nuance. Chris said, it didn't click with me the first time I watched it, but for some reason I ended up watching it again soon after and everything fell into place. It's hilarious. I quote it all the time. And he had a, his favourite quote from the film. We struck down evil with a mighty sword of teamwork and the hammer of not bickering. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, the TV show Criminal Minds? Yes. Um, and every episode starts with a, with a quote. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's quite like a sort of worthy, yeah. cheesy quote. And it's, and every time I watch it, it's normally like a quote from like a philosopher or or, or someone, you know, Carl, you know, Carl Jung or something. And every time, it just makes me think of the Sphinx. Yeah, because because yeah. because every single always the reversal. Of, it, it's yeah. literally every quote is so that the the thing the Sphinx the thing the Sphinx does. If you don't does, master your rage, the rage will become your master. If you do not master your rage, your rage will become <laughs> your master. That is literally the, the start of every episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah. I realize this is such a niche reference, but if you if you <laughs> someone both, will appreciate it, someone out there will appreciate it. If you both love Mystery Men and Criminal Minds, every episode starts with something like Carl Jung said. If you do not master your rage, your rage will become your master. <laughs> it's the Sphinx. It's just the Sphinx. Uh, Matt said, superb movie. Unfortunately, not seen it since the original cinema release. Hashtag, do serendipity. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a big Kinnear fan. Absolutely. No, wait. That's, that's Do've Got Mail. It is Do've Got Mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, do we'll do both. We will do both, This Matt. Christmas, come this Christmas, you can't wait for this Christmas both serendipity and Do've Got Mail. Amazing. That's a Two Geeks exclusive. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Nathan said on Instagram, I used to love Hank Azaria's character, I think the Maharaja, almost, uh, because he had a British accent. And then I think later in the movie, it turns out he was American and I was guys. <laughs> and that's true. Because he just loses faith and he, he realises he's just some American dude who yeah. for some reason thinks he's British. The guy the guy who said he hadn't seen it since the original cinema release. Yeah. So he did see it at the cinema. He did, So yeah. he, he, With a few. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. He, he, he is like... What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to gather these people. He paid like whatever it was at the time, like three pounds yeah. that contributed to that 34 million. Yeah. Like, and that's like, well done you. that's like a measurable percentage because it's such such a low amount of money that this film grossed. <laughs> but you can be like, yeah, you know, you know what? You, you're at least like 0.001% yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Well done. 
So that is it. Thanks again for joining us uh, for more episodes about all kinds of geek pop culture from yesteryear, including a load of 90s films like this, like Willow, Three Musketeers, Demolition Man, all sorts. Head to twogeeks2beers.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon Podcasts, all kinds of things. And please give us a review and a rating. If you head to twogeeks2beers.com, you'll find a big rate this podcast button, making it nice and easy for you. Please give us a decent or at least funny review. If you're going to be mean, at least be funny about it. <laughs> um, and any mention of past Two Geeks in-jokes will get bonus points. And any we find particularly funny, we will send you an official beer mat. You can also support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash twogeekscast. There you'll get exclusive bonus episodes and minisodes. Every time we record a full episode like this one, we also record a minisode with past subjects including the first films we ever saw, our favourite discontinued snacks, our favourite <laughs> 90s TV adverts, and much more. Yes, and as ever, please follow us on all the socials at Two Geeks Cars on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. TikTok. And uh, get in touch for whatever reason, podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. So that is it for now. We'll be back very soon, and we'll bring the brewskis. Yes, of course. We will absolutely bring the brewskis. A show hosted by two blokes desperately clinging to life before middle age by being sucked. <laughs> Start again. Fine. No, just go, go. It's a little bit drunk. A show hosted. Yeah. My first impression was just how relatable the characters are. Levin said, "Bob Burden has a real solicit. Bob Burden has a real surrealistic. <laughs> surrealistic. So you trying to say? It is surrealistic. Isn't yeah, it? go for it. Go for it. I believe in you." <laughs> Let's make the outtakes. Yep. Levin said, Bob Burden has a real surrealistic sensibility by the core of his work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's not even that good. We'll never drink whiskey again. Levin said, (laughs) All right, come on. Ah, got the giggles. (laughs) Right, serious, serious face. What are you going to do this time? Levin said Bob Burden has a real surrealistic <laughs> it's the word surrealistic <laughs> right okay, okay. No. Levin said Bob Burden at the core of his work is something that uh, that's thematically oh my god uh, Chris said it didn't co- <laughs> fuck me oh I don't know yeah. talking 